Airbnbs have become more and more popular, not just from the consumer side, but also the investor and entrepreneur side. However, when someone thinks about investing in Airbnbs, the first thing that might come to mind is the expensive beach home or lake house that they feel that they could never afford. But there are ways to operate Airbnbs much cheaper than that. It's through a strategy called rental arbitrage. So in this episode, we are going to define what rental arbitrage is, as well as talk about the pros and cons of it. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. Let's start by breaking down what rental arbitrage is because that's kind of a confusing phrase. So have you ever seen a for lease sign outside of a home or maybe an apartment building? What that means is those units or buildings are available to sign a lease and rent. Rental arbitrage is simply taking one of those leases and becoming a tenant, so to speak. But instead of you living there, you rent the unit out as an Airbnb or a short-term rental, and you get to keep the margin. So let's say your lease is maybe $750 per month, but from doing rental arbitrage and marketing it as Airbnbs, you furnish it and whatnot, you end up netting $1,500 per month. Well, that $750 margin is yours to keep. And now you are essentially operating a business. A couple of things to note with this, though. First, you need to make sure the city you are looking in even allows it. Check on what their restrictions or rules are. Is it illegal to own or operate Airbnbs in that city? Do you need a business license? Does the property need to be zoned a particular way? Generally, you can call the city planning division and check out some of those things with them and they'll have the answers. Another thing to note, not all landlords are willing to allow someone to sublease, let alone allow Airbnbs in their units or buildings. For apartment complexes, they may also require like a background check on any guests or they may have other loopholes that you have to get through which would make that unit not be a fit for rental arbitrage. And the last thing to note with rental arbitrage is if you're going to do this strategy, you really need to have an LLC created and have that LLC, that business, so to speak, take the lease. This would be called corporate leasing compared to subleasing because a business is actually taking the lease rather than an individual. Now, the simple reason for using an LLC compared to just your personal name, is that you are going to be better protected from a liability and financial standpoint compared to as an individual. 
So those are a couple things to note. Those aren't really cons necessarily. Those are just some things you need to know on the front end before trying to take advantage of rental arbitrage. But you can go on YouTube and TikTok and find all sorts of people that make a really a lucrative amount of money through this rental arbitrage business model. Some people try to net $1,000 per month. Remember, net is the cash flow after all expenses are paid. And they may have 50 units. So 50 units times $1,000 a month is $50,000 a month. It's pretty solid business right there. You can probably find a way to live off of $50,000 a month. But that is what rental arbitrage is in a nutshell. Now some pros and cons to rental arbitrage. Looking at the pros first, number one, it is very low cost to entry because you don't have to pay for any of the real estate. There's no massive down payment on a few hundred thousand dollar property or maybe even a million dollar property that you have to put down or pay for closing costs or anything like that. You just have to pay the lease, got to buy the furniture, and then pay for some expenses like new toilet paper or coffee items, whatever you furnish your unit with, and then that is all you have to pay for. And the furniture payment or amount you have to pay, for example, will vary depending on the size of property, but you can often cover that on a credit card and start cash flowing day one once the unit is set up. So that is the first pro to rental arbitrage and really the main, I would say, enticing reason that it attracts a lot of entrepreneurs or business people, so to speak, because they don't have to have a huge amount of cash to get started. Just a couple thousand bucks and a credit card is probably all you really need to try and get started. The second pro is you can scale quickly. You can really grow pretty fast. Like any business, you would need to make sure that you go at a healthy pace. You know, don't try and get 10 leases right out of the gate. Maybe just start with one and then go from there. But once getting that lease, you may be able to get more leases even at the same property if it's an apartment complex, for example. So if you have four leases and net $750 per month per unit, you got $3,000 per month. And then you can try to use that money and try and grow and scale from there. I will say the hardest thing getting started for anyone will be finding landlords or owners who would allow you to corporate lease their units. You need to be very upfront about what you are doing because you could be evicted immediately if you're being dishonest. They need to know that you're doing short-term rentals, you're going to be marketing it on Airbnb. None of those things need to be swept under the rug when signing a lease with them. You need to be very upfront about those things. Otherwise, it could be the end of your business. On top of this, you need to find a building that is a good fit anyways. For example, maybe a building like an apartment complex would accept you, but the cost of a lease is too high to where your margins wouldn't be wide enough to where you're really making enough money. Or maybe the building requires fobs to get inside. Well, you don't want that because then you would have to meet every single guest and be collecting the fob or giving them the fob. And you don't want to have to do all that. But two pros of rental arbitrage are that you can get into it for pretty cheap and you can scale quickly. 
Now some negatives or cons of rental arbitrage. First one I would say is you don't get the benefits of real estate. Now maybe this isn't your goal and you just want to start a business, but it is important to note that this is not in any way investing in real estate. This would be operating a business, which is completely different. So don't mistake rental arbitrage for investing in real estate. I like the idea of owning the real estate coupled with using those units as Airbnbs, but buying real estate can definitely present its own set of challenges, whether it's cost of entry or making sure you analyze a deal properly. But if you can learn how to do those two things and couple that with Airbnbs, I really like that model, but we'll talk about owning Airbnbs compared to doing rental arbitrage in another episode. And kind of to go with this con, saying that you are not getting the benefits of real estate, with that I would also say doing rental arbitrage, you lack control. Because what if the property is sold to a new owner, or maybe a new property management company comes in to start managing the property, and they don't allow Airbnbs, well, that could present a problem in and of itself for you. So just remember that if you're a tenant, you don't really have control over the property or what their guidelines or restrictions are. All you can do is sign a lease. And so if they don't allow Airbnbs, that's bad news for you. So it's always good to be able to have control of the real estate because you can choose whatever you want to do. The second con I would say is where you live. Now, there are 100% definitely ways you can get around this, but maybe you live in a city, for example, that doesn't allow Airbnbs or makes it very difficult to operate Airbnbs. You would then have to look in a market that you don't live in, which can present a lot of problems because who is going to furnish the unit? You know, you may order the furniture and get it Amazon there, but who's going to decorate the unit and set it all up? Who can get inventory if needed? Because your cleaners aren't necessarily supposed to be property managers. You would have to pay them on top of that if you're going to do that. How are you going to start touring different units that you are wanting to see? I recommend, if at all possible, trying to start in the market that you live in, if your city allows it. Because it can be much more expensive trying to start in a market you don't live near because... Essentially, you are having to pay for a business trip, whether that's getting on a plane or paying for gas and lodging. So there can be a cost if you are doing rental arbitrage in a city that you don't live in. Again, 100% possible. A lot of people do that. But I do recommend for those wanting to do rental arbitrage, if at all possible, try and start in your backyard. Rental arbitrage is simply becoming a tenant operating the property as a short-term rental, and keeping the margin. And there are other ways outside of real estate that people can use this arbitrage model. So it definitely goes beyond just Airbnbs and short-term rentals. It is ultimately a business model that can bring lower entry cost, so it is more doable for you if you have less capital to use. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. 
this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at MoneyVisionU. We look forward to catching you in the next class.